this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. Guys, listeners, welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. I know for myself during this time of uncertainty and search for normalcy, I turn to mediums that calm me, such as movies, books, and music. Watching versus battles between iconic artists that paved the way for current artists are entertaining and nostalgic, but how often do you get a chance to speak to someone who also writes and sings with a purpose bigger than themselves? On this episode, I get a chance to chat with A.E. The Cool, who recently released an EP titled Dora's Soul, where she takes us on a journey as a black woman experiencing life while paying homage to her great-grandmother. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. I'm your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Uh, Today, on this episode, I have the pleasure of communicating with one of our uh, greatest local artists, A.E. The Cool. Um, I came across her latest EP, uh, Doris Soul. And man, I just kept telling people that it was very timely and necessary. And if there was anything I could do, I would just love to ask her how this came about. Because, man, it's just, we needed it. You know, I, I needed it as a as a fan, particularly of your work um, and just a fan of music, uh, not just any music, but good music. So but uh, A.E., I really appreciate you taking your time out for this. Well, thank you. Thank uh, you so much for taking the time out to speak with me. It, it definitely means a lot to speak with people from my community and people who have, you know, been able to, you know, see my, uh, you know, my progress and my journey, you know, kind of close up. So it's really cool to be able to speak with you today. And, um, man, like I, I gotten, I was in contact with, um, I think about maybe a week ago with, uh, most, most elevated deepness and Nefertiti. Um, there was an event Nefertiti did downtown and well in Evans, um, I forgot the name of, um, it was right across from Lady Antebellum. Uh, she did a concert with her band and most, okay. and uh, most elevated deepness came through to listen. And I just went up to, <laughs> I went up to Vanessa and like, yo, um, I, I'm glad that she got you guys on the album. Cause it was, it was just the combination of things, having her at the beginning and even having Nefertiti at the end, it was just it was like a powerhouse, um, powerhouse move um, to have these very talented women on one project, and I don't know, I just that just spoke volumes to me. 
um, because I'm a, I'm a fan of all you all's work individually and even collectively. But I was just very happy to see um, these two people. And I just had to congratulate, well, thank them basically for just making this awesome, but being a part of something much bigger, which is uh, this latest project that you did. And man, I'm not sure how many people have come your way um, in reference to it and how awesome it is, but I, I listened and can, you know, with, with some local artists, you can hear the music and you can hear the material. And you're like, yeah, cause you're usually questionable about local artists, period. Especially if you don't hear about them that often. Um, but this was a really good project, really good. And I can't emphasize that enough. So, um, but anyway, well, let me ask you this. Did you, uh, did you originally grow up here in Augusta? I did. Um, I was born in Atlanta, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. We moved down here when I was three years old. Um, so I always say that I'm from here, <laughs> uh, because I only, you know, I only lived in Atlanta for the first like three years of my life. So I don't even, I vaguely remember it, but I, I lived here in Augusta all my life. And when did you, and how was, um, well, I, I'm taking you've been back to Atlanta, um, probably a lot since then, right? Yes, I have have family members that live up there, so we've been back and forth and everything, and so I've been to Atlanta, you know, I go all the time, especially now that I uh, perform there a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm there all the time, yeah. So which which would you prefer if you had a choice? Would you rather be here, you know, or would you rather live in Atlanta? Because I know Atlanta seems to me, (laughs) because I've been in the South my whole life. And the mm-hmm. only time I go to Atlanta is to visit my sister. But Atlanta seems like it's a lot more fast paced uh, than it, it is here. It is. Uh, I go to Atlanta and I love Atlanta, first of all. Like, I, I love, you know, I love seeing my family members there. I love the energy, the support that I get from Atlanta. But as far as like living, it is very busy, you know, compared to living in Augusta all my life. Like, the traffic, I cannot take it. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm not a fast-paced type of person like luckily you know i've driven in atlanta like knocking on some wood right now and i've never had any issues you know outside of the traffic thank god but it's just it's like it's just too big and too busy for me as far as like living like i would need something like a little bit slower pace but that's just because that's what i'm used to you know from living here in augusta so i would (laughs) i would say augusta and it's more so like a comfort thing and just i don't like you know having to deal with traffic or it taking like an hour to get a 20 minute distance. Like it's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. I've been the same, feel the same way. My, my wife had a interview there maybe a years ago and we were actually living, we were, she was living here and I was living in Thompson and mm-hmm. we were in the, in the process of trying to look for uh, new jobs. And she went up there for the interview and she went up there for the second time and she she turned it down for several other reasons, but one thing she did say is, um, "I don't want to work here." It, um, and I was like, "Why is that?" Because it's just too it's too congested and it's too busy. And I was like, "You know what?" Because we were her interview was in like the meat of Atlanta, so <laughs> yes, in the midst of it's every corner is a building, and it took you a maybe an hour to get from one place to another, and that was without traffic. So. Mm. 
we were like, mm, right for now, I think we'll just stick to, you know, Augusta. That's plus it's, it's home and it's close to to family. So I I totally totally get that. Um, wow. I, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's funny because a lot of people that I run into, a lot of a lot of other artists, you know, Augusta has this, it has this home feeling, and you also get an opportunity to meet a variety of people, um, people that you never thought, for lack of better terms, existed in their artistry. Like you meet someone, you're like, oh, I do this, you know, like, oh, I didn't know that, and yeah. it's just a um, a great combination of different things. And it is, and Augusta, they, they really embraced the art and the artist here, I believe, you know, in a in a different way. I know, I know, you know, a lot of places do, but it's it's very, it seems like, you know, like we're all family, and they, you know, they support us and, you know, and treat us like family here. At least that's been my experience. So I really, you know, appreciate how they, you know, celebrate us as artists, and, you know, like I've just, I've always, you know, felt that way you know, throughout my experience as, you know, a professional artist here in Augusta, that they're very, you know, receptive of me and what I give. So I always appreciate that about Augusta. Yo, continue to listen in as we take a break and be right back. Yo, uh, quick question. What are you leaving for the next generation? And I'm not just talking about kids uh, from other families, other friends, other, other sources of heritage, but like your kids, if you don't have any, or even if you do, uh, what are you leaving for them? Me personally, I don't want to leave my kids regrets i want to leave them rewards and if regrets are left i want them to learn from them i'm in a position in my life where i'm trying to pay attention to my next step make my next step my best step so think about that and now back to the episode and augusta provided and still does provide venues and opportunities um, for us to perform and that was the first time I've ever heard of it because living in a small city, like a small town like Thompson, um, your options are limited as far as what you want to do, uh, probably pursue career wise or even do in general. And when I came to Augusta, I was introduced to um, the poetry scene where people would meet in bars. And there was one time we were at a bar where people were performing and behind us was an actual bar. So people were drinking. And that caused a little interference because people were like <laughs> uh, inebriated and they would say certain things and it felt like they weren't appreciating the atmosphere. Yeah. But we wouldn't even had we didn't even have that where I lived. So coming here, like you said, being in a community of people that actually acknowledged it and, and had a following, you know, it was it was very encouraging. So uh, it's, it's speaking of having to, because a lot of artists have had to change things up over the last five to six months because of the pandemic. Um, yeah. 
how has it affected you personally as an artist and as, even as an individual? Um, well, me as an artist, uh, well, first off, performing is the the best part about my career. That That's where I really am able to shine the brightest. Mm-hmm. So not being able to perform as much has kind of, you know, taken a hit to me, you know, not only financially, obviously, but um, also that's just how I you know, um, engage with, you know, my supporters and, and people, you know, who, who, who like my music. That's the, the best way for me to kind of interact with them and, and feel their energy. So it's been really awkward, like, you know, having to do like virtual performances and not being able to feed off of that energy, you know, um, outside of that, um, I was, actually able to take the time to kind of challenge myself as an as a writer um and as a as a songwriter and you know creating music so it kind of challenged me to kind of use that use this time of me not performing as much to really work on those um other skills that I have and um but it's just it's it's kind of been difficult for me with the with the pandemic and everything, and it's just because it's like how I'm not really sure what this means for you know performances in the future and mm-hmm. concerts in the future. My my next big goal was to possibly you know uh, work on going on a tour of some sort, yeah. you know, before all of this happened. And so now it's like, well, is that going to be a possibility within the next few years? You know. I know a lot of touring musicians who, you know, they've been saying that they they probably won't be able to go on tour until late, you know, late next year, 2021. And that was before, you know, the second spike and, you know, the prolonging of, you know, vaccines and things. And then, you know, I'm not really sure of vaccines to begin with. So it's like, (laughs) am I going to have to take a vaccine to be able to, like, travel and perform? So it's just more so of, like, the... The things that I don't know, like the not, not knowing the fu- what the future holds for me as a performing artist, and so the, the same thing, you know, kind of it ties into me personally as well because it's like you know I have of course I have this plan of quitting my day job, you know, and being a musician full time, and you know, like if, what what my next move is going to be, and like now, you know, all of that is kind of up in the air. And it's very difficult to make plans and goals for myself when I don't know, you know, when the when what's going on around me has an effect, you know. So yeah. that's my, <laughs> my difficulties as of right now, just not knowing what the future holds. Are these issues that other art that you've heard other artists in your circle speak on as well, or is it probably different for them? Um. of the same thing you know as local artists specifically just not knowing you know what the future holds so we don't really know how to advance you know like for for me personally I, I think that the best way to kind of build my fan base is to go on a tour you know or be a part of someone's tour or you know or build my own tour or something like that but yeah touring and traveling is the best way for me personally to build a fan base and so now that I'm not able to perform you know I kind of have to depend on you know virtual and social media and I have a I have a few friends that are really good at the the social media thing they interact with their fans and 
they talk to everybody and I'm more on the awkward side like I'll post things of course as you can see but as far as like engaging I'm not a very I don't engage virtually very well so (laughs) that's kind of my difficulty but I think everybody else generally has the same issue of like not knowing what the future holds because as musicians most of us are independent and so you know we don't have like a label supporting us right now or we didn't there's no advance that we have you know to kind of carry us along like we're really you know most of our money comes from performing and now that we haven't been able to perform we're like figuring out ways to like continue to make money yeah and i think that's one of the the biggest because it's i guess usually like even in relation to this pandemic and i and i guess it referred to me preferred where it was referred to me as well um mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt until it hits home and it's yeah. just so many factors going into this and i've come across oh man it's it's weird because i've talked to some now and I, I think i was speaking to uh miss ashley m jones who is a a poet um from mm-hmm. from the east and and she was saying that um sorry from the west and she said that she lost a cousin in the midst of all this and she couldn't attend the funeral and it got to the point where now all of us if not most of us know someone who had it and know someone who had it and didn't live afterwards and then having to undergo this process as an artist and um missing out on that 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 connection um that relational transaction between you know you as an artist and your audience members i mean it can it can be a little bit disheartening at a little bit um mm-hmm. but thankfully technology has advanced in a way you know that we could have the option of reaching out and performing virtually um but i i i do agree it's, it's nothing like having that audience member like feet away from you as you perform because they they feel what you're doing and you'll be able to reciprocate. Um, they're able to reciprocate what you're giving them. And um, man, I, even well, going into the, the, to this project, Dora's soul, um, it was, is this, is Dora your grandmother? Is that right? Yes. Uh, Dora is my, uh, my great grandmother. Yes. And did you, have you ever had any interaction? Well, I take it. You, have you had, one-on-one interaction with her one-on-one not really we we have a really big family Mm -hmm. and um i've you know expressed in the past that it was very difficult for me you know i I wasn't you know i always regret not really being able to connect with her and you know like have those one-on-one conversations that a lot of grandchildren get to have with their grandparents and you know there are a lot of things you know that kind of played into that but I really wasn't able to connect with her on a level that I wish that I was able to yeah and so she she passed away during during this um pandemic um it wasn't due to COVID mm-hmm. but I did experience you know like not really I wasn't able to go to the funeral because of you know issues that I had going on with my not only with my day job but it was also, you know, kind of one of those weird kind of drive-by experiences that, you know, everybody, you know, we have to operate accordingly due to the pandemic. So it was already, you know, awkward to begin with. And 
it was just, you know, she was, she was in a, um, a nursing home, you know, at the time. And so of course, due to the pandemic, you know, a lot of people weren't able to go and visit her. And so, you know, I can't help but feel like, you know, because she wasn't able to, you know, see her family, like she was able to before everything happened, that that has an effect, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, it, it's kind of like like you were saying it's it's very disheartening to just really think about like how this has had an effect on you know all of these different parts the crazy thing is uh despite the pandemic we're still losing our loved ones uh especially our elders um because time waits for no one and i can only imagine the stories that that ae's great grandmother had to share and even just simply by sharing I'm certain that there were lessons and wisdom in in just her journey um, but mad respect to to AE for putting this project together in her memory so continue to listen to the latest episode of the Glory Not Stories with AE the cool the project was um, in motion in the creative stages when she uh, when she passed and I had been thinking of a way to you know how to how to connect the project to my community um, my support system and when she passed it just came to me to you know name it after her because without her you know there is no me living in Augusta you yeah. know and being a part of this community that has supported me so much and I, after I named it after her, you know, it was my goal to connect with her, you know, through this project in a way that I wasn't able to connect with her while she was here on earth. Yeah. And I can sense um, a longing, um, especially in that first track, to to want something. Maybe it was just me, a longing to want something more and to be in her presence. Um, because older generations have so much wisdom to offer, even if they're just speaking on their experiences without even, uh, preparing you for the punchline of life. Like they just tell you what they went through and you're like, wow. And I personally missed that. Like I didn't, unfortunately, I never really had the opportunity to myself to speak with my grandparents and I noticed around my friends and other people that they've had that connectivity and how empowering and how enriching that is because you learn so much, not just about family history or just history in general, but you learn something about yourself. Like, oh, this is why I do this. I didn't know that this was a trait that got passed on or I'm also interested in this and so was my grandparent. Um, but... I don't know, just the cohesiveness, the cohesiveness of this EP. I was just like, why? Because if I felt like it was telling a story about someone that we didn't know, but we got a piece of her in some form or fashion. And um, this album was just this, this EP was just phenomenal. And of course, you've heard from me and like like we three kings. That's my favorite track. Yeah, man, that was that was just it's so the way even the the, the way it comes on is just so groovy, and um, 
the swag with it, the attitude. And I just thought it was just so empowering. And um, so what what inspired other than her? Like, because when did you, um, man, because I, I was curious about this. How long did this take? This Is this something that you already had ready to release prior to the pandemic? Or was this something that was still in progress? This was actually, it was thought of like right around the time that everything had started. I was out of town at the time. Um, and that's when, you know, you would hear the news about, mm-hmm. you know, everything like about to shut down and everything like that and so i heard um a project by jay electronica i want to say that it's called a written testimony but i don't know i don't know the title of it off the top of my head um but i was listening to it and it was it would you could hear you know how personal it was to him and about he was speaking about everything that he had gone through um and i was uh this was early in early march and i was like well i want to do a project like this and i had gotten a producer on the phone and I was like hey I need like seven or eight tracks I want you to do it and I'm really excited about it and I had the idea of using you know different artists around the area and then you know after that I had never I didn't hear back from the producer mm. and so you know after that it was just like an idea that was in the back of my head and then you know uh, right after that um like a little before my great grandmother passed away, um, another producer uh, by the name of Maurice Daniel, the one that uh, produced the project, he sent like a pack of like I don't know how many beats, and it was just so right on time. And like as soon as I got it, like right there, I had chosen like eight or nine beats, um, and I had put them in a playlist, and I just kind of started playing them in the car, like every time I would go somewhere, and then I started to write, you know, and put you know a few things together. And then maybe like two weeks after was when my great grandmother passed away. And, you know, from there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to call it, you know, Dora or Dora Soul. And I was kind of playing with the title from there. And then, you know, through, you know, her transition, you know, like, I feel like she kind of helped me, you know, figure out the content and the things that I, I wanted to say, you know, throughout the project. And so, she inspires it um, because, you know, like I, like I said, um, you know, if it was, she could have lived anywhere, you know, like when we moved from Atlanta, we were going to live with her. And she just so happened to live, you know, here in Augusta, you know, and so because of her, you know, in, in many different ways, because of her, I am who I am. Yeah. And so it was, I named it after her you know, just as a way to kind of explain who I am um, as a, you know, as a woman, as a black woman. And she's literally the reason why I am a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I wanted to, you know, kind of express my journey, you know, as a black woman in this world, you know, and the different levels of who I am, you know, currently, you know, throughout a pandemic you know, throughout the, the times and the, the racial injustice that we are experiencing, you know, in this life and what my voice is in it. And so that's kind of Dora Soul in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so during your, your the, the process of, 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 of writing for you, what comes first? Is it 
the writing or do you have to hear the music first or does that switch from time to time um it used to be the writing first uh but as of right now and just how i am how i've been creating recently i usually get the music first Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of been blessed to be in a position to where, you know, I'll, I'll receive music from, you know, kind of anywhere. So I kind of have different things to pick from to where I can kind of use the music to inspire what I write. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, it goes recently, it's gone music first. And then most of the time it starts with the melody. Like I'll hear the music and kind of fill out what, how I want the song to sound like. And then the words come later. Or, you know, there have been a few times to where there's like one line that'll come out, like when I'm kind of freestyling throughout the beat, and then I'll kind of build off of that one line, or I'll kind of have different things that I want to say here and there and kind of piece them together. Yeah. So it, it differs depending on, you know, how I'm, you know, freestyling throughout the, the beat, but the recently, and with Dora Souls Project specifically, the music has came first. Yeah. And when you're writing, do you find yourself having to be secluded or can you be anywhere and be inspired to write? Or like what, what type of physical um, condition do you have to be in in order to fully be uh, free to express yourself? I usually have to be secluded in some form. I wrote most of this project while I was at work. <laughs> of course, earlier on during the, the, the pandemic, you know, not, you know, no one was really leaving the house. So, you know, I was someone who was blessed enough to still have a job mm-hmm. throughout all of this. And so because, you know, it was completely empty, my place of business at the uh, at that time, I had I kind of had the opportunity to have the space to kind of write and think of things while I was there. So I was either a worker at home and most of the time it's best for me to be secluded so I really have the capacity to think um unless I'm collaborating most of the time having other people around kind of takes away because I'm I'm very impressionable (laughs) in some (laughs) cases and so it's just like I'll take what someone else is thinking and kind of go that way yeah I really wanted this to like 100% authentically you know come from me and in the latter part of the process like how I wanted to say things and you know depending on the song like I did reach out for help so this project wasn't, you know, 100% me. But as far as what I wanted to do initially, I did seclude myself because I wanted, you know, as much of it to come from me as possible before I reached out and asked for help from the collaborators or, you know, other writers that I had in the room with me. Yo, I wanted to take this opportunity to thank everyone who's been listening to the glory in our stories uh, for the past few years. Uh, this is the 90th episode. So that means 10 more episodes and we'll be hitting 100. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening to people share their stories and their journeys. And I hope you enjoy the future episodes. If there are episodes that you feel that you've missed, check them out. They're very inspiring and, and very encouraging, especially to me as the as the host and also a listener. So, And that is the point of the Glory in Our Stories to show how much we have in common as well as how much we differ. But continue to li- continue to listen in uh, to this episode as I continue to speak with the awesome, the talented, A.E. The Cool. What would you, as as the artist, what would you say is your favorite, which, and you, I'm not sure if you've been asked this before, what's your favorite track on this latest EP if you had to choose one? Ooh, if I had to choose one. 
it's changed throughout like the past few months yeah. um initially it was initially it was locked in love mm-hmm. um because i just loved how dramatic it was yeah and then um and then it was uh dora soul but i i really like we three kings because we three kings was you know it was really different for me you know um as far as like my my writing style like i really struggled with the with the words <laughs> i knew what i wanted to say but it was so hard to like get it out and i was really uh you know self-conscious about it because it's like do i sound weird or they gonna think that i'm like trying to trying to sound like a rapper or something like that and so i once i kind of got out of being you know you know, like insecure about it. Like I really loved the way that it, you know, came out. And then I had uh, Trues and Art Love, which are artists that I uh, love dearly, you know, in our community and just to have them, you know, be a part. And I kind of, I didn't know exactly what they were going to do. Like I let each artist, like I kind of gave them the song and I was like, whatever you want to do, like I 100% trust you. Like I had Mm -hmm. like maybe one or two notes, but I knew exactly, you know, like I trusted them enough to like kind of take it and go and do. And so I just, I knew, you know, what they were going to bring would complement the song so well. And it just came together, you know, in such a strong, impactful way that it's just, it's definitely like my favorite song to turn on. Mm. And what made you decide to end uh, the EP with Ecclesiastes? Um, Ecclesiastes, uh, it came from, uh, you know, the, the book of the Bible, it, it talks about the, you know, the futility of life. And, um, I remember reading it years ago and just feeling so like uneasy. Like I'm, I'm the type of person that things need to be black and white. Mm-hmm. And so I am, um, I identify as a, a Christian and so I've, um, I haven't, I won't necessarily call it, uh, struggling. I haven't, I'm not struggling with, with my Christianity. It's just, I am, I feel my perspectives changing and I, mm-hmm. I'm growing and evolving into a different person. So I'm feeling the discomfort of the transitions and like the, the questionings of, you know, figuring out, you know, who I am and where I fall, um, as a, as a Christian in this world and what my ideals are and, and different things like that. And so with, you know, with the injustice in the world and the, the bad things that happen, I'm kind you know, I'm in that mindset of like, why do these bad things happen? And I remember, you know, reading the book of Ecclesiastes and then saying like, it's a time for, you know, the good things happen and it's a time for the bad things to happen. And it's like all these good things happen, but some bad things will happen. And this is just, you know, my perspective as like a, as a younger adult. And it's like, well, you know, like, well, what's, the point then Mm. and so it came back you know full circle you know like into present day especially you know with everything that's going on in this world as far as like what we as black people are going through and you know it's it's kind of my version of my book of ecclesiastes it's like well you know but it's and it's kind of reversed for me because it's like if, if all these bad things are happening you know, what's the use of being in love? And the reason why I Mm. use being in love was, you know, love is just the love. For me, love makes the world go round. 
you know, love is the reason why, you know, people make good decisions. It's the reason why they make bad decisions as well. Yeah. And so it's like, if, if I, like, if we have to go through all of these things, you know, like if we have to struggle through this, you know, this life as black people and continue to experience, you know, this injustice, even if it's, if it isn't firsthand, you know, it's like, well, what's the use of even trying to experience the good things in life if these things are going to keep happening? And it, I kind of struggled with putting the song or with writing the song because I didn't want it. I really, I'm someone who I I joke with, you know, my friends and everything, and I, I compare myself to, like, a Disney character in, like, a <laughs> Disney movie because I'm someone who just is convinced, like, the ending is always going to be good. Yeah. And, you know, as I grow up, you know, I realize more and more that sometimes it doesn't always happen that way. And so, you know, I've been struggling to include that mindset into my music because I always love people leaving, you know, on a good note. Like I even, uh, even when I was talking to Nefertiti, like I, I told her in the text message is like, I initially wanted to bring her in to end the project on a positive note. But then, you know, just looking at what she was going through and experiencing as a black woman in her life, you know, I kind of changed it. And I was like, whatever you want to say, you know, you say it, you speak your truth. And, you know, we ended up with, with her verse and the things that she was saying in her verse. And so, you know, even all going all the way to the end, ending it with saying joy and pain, joy and pain, like that pain is, we're going to experience it in our lives, you know, and it, and, you know, we're experiencing it right now, but that joy is still there. And so that's what, you know, I wanted to express in Ecclesiastes, like, you know, like there's a time for all of this, these things, but, you know, what's the use of being in love? What's the use of, you know, experiencing that joy in your life? And that, that answer is not up to me. It's up to the listener. You know, my answer is my personal answer, but I don't answer that question in the song because people have to figure that out for themselves. Like, what's the use of continuing on in this life those though these things are happening and it could be family it could be you know it could be your dreams it could be whatever but you have to figure that out personally and that's what you know ecclesiastes was oh i was hoping ecclesiastes conveyed um you just basically spelled out the gospel because <laughs> <laughs> man because one thing that i had to learn individually because for a long time I put a lot of responsibility on the pastor mm-hmm. and the pastor's responsibility is to say, I can guide you to a bridge, but it is up to you to cross it. Yeah. And leaving that up to the audience is one of the best moves because it gives us the opportunity to say, to even to think about and ponder on this idea that you've brought up as an artist. You're like, well, I wonder how I feel about this. And how should I progress? And that is the struggle that are not only like a lot of, um, dang, what gen- are we? We're millennials. I keep forgetting the t- the um, the uh, the group that we're in. I think we're millennials in this group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I keep and I've met. I've been talking to a lot of like my classmates and friends and peers, and a lot of us who are Christians are in that place where we're like we have questions. And I remember a breakup that I had years ago 
And it was the first time I sat in my car and I said, God, why? I was pissed. I was like, why did this have to happen? Why, if you are a God of, of you are a just God, you're a perfect God, you're 10 for 10, 59 for 59, 88, you're, you're, you never fail, you've never missed. But I felt like something just didn't go right at this moment. So questioning and not doubting, but just questioning. Yeah. I was like, is this for a while? I thought that was wrong because I don't know. A lot of people never taught us like our parents and people that that took us to church and had and had us raised in that. They never taught us to question. We were supposed right. to just accept. And um, but yeah. I, I perfectly understand and I agree. And I think this is the age, especially with all this stuff that's going on. It's hard not to wonder. Yeah. It's hard not to say, why did it have to go down this way? Why didn't this, why wasn't this stopped? Why wasn't this prevented? And it's, if we, it's starting to feel, and even the idea that this country was built on Christianity, but even that's questionable because, like, if it is, then why are people still dying? Why is right. there still racism? Why is there still still sexism? Why is there all of these isms and, right. and these issues? If this is the foundation in which this country was built, and even that right. makes it makes you question. And then at the same time, it's like it being built you know, on Christian values and these different things are happening, you know, simultaneously. It's like, well, if, if that's, if that happens, why am I not able to, you know, question what's going on and be a Christian as well? Yeah. You know, and, you know, and just really think about, you know, and, and, you know, and try and test and, and figure out where, you know, like where I fit and, and the whys of everything and like how, how that works exactly. Cause you know, I found myself being like, well, God, you know, like these men, you know, were, you know, Christians on one hand and you know, they own slaves on the other hand. And I'm like, well, how does that work exactly? You tell me, <laughs> Yeah. you know, like how is this justified or is it justified or, or people just a lot, you know, are just kind of ignoring that fact because they don't want to go through the struggle of having to decide, you know, are having to, you know, acknowledge that these things are wrong, you know, and they don't want to deal with the questioning and being unsure, or have I been wrong all these years, you know, and mm -hmm. so that's what I'm going through, and I wanted people to feel, you know, like that dis that dissonance, and to, to know that it does exist, and to, you know, to question and to think, and I feel like, you know, that's our job, you know, as artists sometimes, to bring those questions about and cause that dissonance. So you actually think, you know, about your life and the part that you play in it. Yeah. And as artists, it's our responsibility to reflect, um, the obvious, to reflect the unspoken, um, to reflect the questionable. And, uh, the cool thing that comedians do is that they take the crap, that's going on and make you laugh at it. And the reason why it's so funny, cause it's so true. Yeah. And that's one thing that I know probably a lot of people don't agree, but my favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle. 
And man, his comedic genius is because there are a lot of times Dave Chappelle will say something and it makes you laugh and he knows it's going to make you laugh, but he's dead serious about it. Yeah. And it's like America or the world. Look at what you've created. Y'all think it's funny, but y'all laughing because it's true. And just the way that he delivers that, I just, it's, um, it's really, really eye opening. Um, but I'm going to ask you this for the sake of time. I'm going to ask you this. The one last question. Considering your project and considering your purpose, considering what you are seeking to accomplish as an artist, as an individual, as a woman, as a black woman, as a mentor, as a, um, as a friend, uh, um, stemming from now to as far back as you can remember... What would you say is the glory in your story? The glory in my story. I have been I've been thinking about this question for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think the glory in my story is I would say survival. And I, I don't say that to say that, you know, my story is, is the the most worst dramatic story of anybody because I know there's there's people who been through worse than I have but I I believe the glory in my story is the ability to get up every day and continue to you know follow my dreams and not give up on myself and there are days that I you know that I I may be down but I always you know continue to move forward and so I think my ability to you know never give up on myself is is the glory in my story and as a fan, I'm glad that you don't, uh, because if you did, then we wouldn't have been able to receive a uh, door soul. And man, like I was and it's one of those it's actually one of those projects that you can't listen to once. And I love that because you can get one layer and then you listen to it again, you get another one and then you just keep getting different layers. And I, I love that because it's a constant reminder um, that there's just so much to to life and it's so much more that we need to learn even if it's the same thing and even in this and this is it's very biblical because God's word never changes but yeah. every time you read it it's always something different it's always yeah. something new that you learn so having that ingrained in your work you know seeing that you are a Christian it's it's very helpful and it's also inspiring to know that we are not the only ones that's thinking the way that we are. Yeah. That even these people, these the artists such as yourself that we admire, have those questions too. Yeah. And sometimes even that, even they don't have all the answers. But you can answer that question for us. And I really appreciate you highlighting that and reminding us, yo, if you do have questions, ask them and seek answers. Yeah. I've always, like I've, I've kind of accepted the fact that the only the only way that I'll I'll find out who I, my tr- my truest self the only way that I'll know who I really am or or be or flawlessly walk through this journey of figuring out who I am is being truly honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And I use this project. I feel like this project was the first project that I was, you know authentically you know who I am and I wanted to you know give different versions 
of who I am because I am all of these people. I'm the person, you know, that pays homage to my ancestors. I'm this person that can't wait to go and go out and party and have a good time. And I'm this person who loves to, you know, experience love in a dramatic way. And I'm all these all these people wrapped up in one and who I am is okay. You know? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, some people can, you know, some people may think that, you know, I'm wrong and, you know, the thing, you know, how I go about my artistry and things like that. But the only way, you know, and they could be right, you know, but it's like the only way that I would know that is if I continue this life being authentically who I am. And then once I am, and it's like, well, maybe that doesn't work for me. And then I evolve accordingly. Yeah. You know? And so it's just, I use this project you know, to just motivate people or inspire people to be who you are, you know, just be who you are. And people may think that you're wrong, but you have to, you have to experience life, you know, 100% authentically. And I just hope people listen to that project and are motivated to do so. And, um, I, um, again, love the EP and I'm looking forward to whatever you produce in the future. Because I know that if once you release something like this, I'm like, man, I can't wait because you're going to because it's always our goal to to do better. And I can't I just can't wait to see what your next project will be. Um, but just remember that you have gained uh, another fan. And I just really appreciate what you're doing as an artist, not just for um, your listeners, but your immediate community. I really appreciate it. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, again, this is the latest episode of The Glory Not Stories uh, with Miss A.E. The Cool. Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory Not Stories. <laughs>